Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, December 15th. Well, we uh, <laughs> we thought that the game on Thursday Night Football was going to be total garbage, and would you look at that? Would you look at that? The Chargers decide to no-show for their coach. I guess we can barely call him coach. I don't know how he hasn't been let go at this point. Um, hopefully shortly. <laughs> uh, Brandon Staley, and they fall behind 42 nothing at half to the Raiders, who, let me just remind everybody, the Raiders could not score a point at home on Sunday. At home. Zero points against the Vikings. And then they come out and just open a can on the Chargers who looked like they did not want to be there from the jump. I was the smart guy who decided, you know what, let me take a chance on the Raiders' defense in fantasy. And oh yeah, did they come through for me? And my son's uh, 12-year-old playoff game as well. Uh, Great showing. I just, I got to be honest, I'd never heard of the name Trey Tucker in my life. Okay, I had to look him up. He had eight catches coming into the game. The dude has two touchdowns in the first half. His his first two NFL touchdowns in the first half alone. I mean, the Chargers just did not want to be there. It was very clear offensively. Easton Stick with a fumble. Josh Kelly with a fumble. Darius Davis, the rookie, with a fumble. It's like, oh, dear. It's Whether it's special teams, running the football, quarterback sacks, just a total beatdown. The total, by the way, was bet up to 36.5 from, like, I think 33. Raiders cleared it by themselves in the first half. And, you know, Al Michaels and Herb Street were joking around in the booth. You know, maybe they won't need us for the second half. Maybe we don't need to be here. You know, the uh, the Chargers don't want to be here. Why do we? It was one of those games. We told you it was going to be crap. And it was crap. Now, the rest of the Week 15 lineup, we will be breaking that down here shortly with Adam Chernoff. Um, he's one of the good guys on gambling. It doesn't get much better than Adam Chernoff. He, he hosts a uh, five-day-a-week podcast. Uh, the simple handicap, and we go in depth into a lot of games. Then we chime in on. Uh, I get him to. I rope a dope him into um, Cam Newton versus Dak Prescott. He was blissfully unaware that um, Cam had, you know, kind of gone off, and um, he's that. That's how locked in he is on gambling. So we'll dive into that at the end. I, since we break down a lot of games, at the end I'll just fire off a couple bets. I have no big major haymakers this weekend for me. Um, Listen, you don't have to go firing every weekend and, and shoot your wad. Christmas is coming up. The board is tough. Look at how many lines are two and a half and three and a half this week. That's a sign that this is going to be a difficult week. Okay? Just be careful, folks. Uh, listen to Chernoff. Come back for the best bets at the end. Enjoy. Adam Chernoff, Right Angle Sports. Football is back. No more preseason games. The regular season is here. While we all love watching our favorite teams on television, there is nothing better than being at a game live and in person. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games is on GameTime, the fastest-growing ticketing app in the U.S. For last-minute amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football teams this September, download GameTime. And it's not just football. GameTime has tickets to baseball games, concerts, and comedy shows across the country. Download the GameTime app and redeem code JMAC for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. 
Again, download the GameTime app and enter code JMAC. That's J-M-A-C for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire. You know Adam Chernoff. Come on, right angle sports. Probably, probably um, one of the more intelligent voices in sports media. You know I've tried to get him to Fox. I mean, he's really good and sharp. Adam, how you doing, man? I'm doing. That's a debatable, debatable phrase there, but hey, we'll go with it. If you're saying it, I'll go with it. Yeah. Um, first, let, let's start. I know you do in the contest. A, are you still alive in Survivor? B, how are you doing in the Circa Five Picks a Week contest? Uh, we lost out in Survivor. When was that? The Pats DeVito game when they won 10 7 against New England. So that's uh, what took us out. Um, contest for Circa. I, I think there was like sort of a, a weaned off interest from that with college basketball that ticked up. We were right on the fringe of a quarterly and then that faded away, but we are still actively in the super contest gold, which is the lesser talked about $5,000 winner take all contest. Wow. Um, and so I'm, I'm looking at it right now. We are, we have 42 points, 40 and 26, and we are four points back of first place. So, so. you're in the mix. Um, yeah, it's wow, it's pretty, uh, pretty tight at the top, but yeah, it'll be down to the wire. So is that you and a bunch of dudes or just like you and another guy? Uh, it's a couple of us representing the brand. Yeah, five, 5K, that's a steep buy-in for for winner take all. Um, it's weird. Uh, the contest has not been great to me um, this season. It, I'm having a great season gambling. The picks on Fox, the picks on this pot are doing great. But when it comes to the contest, man, I'm a mess. And they just released the lines for this weekend's games. Um, I, I want to start with with a, what's, what's kind of probably a controversial take is this Buffalo-Dallas game. Um, it seems like it's the best game of the weekend. It's the uh, kind of the, what, 425 game that's going to get all the attention. And it's weird because Buffalo's favorite and you've got the usual people saying, how can that be? Dallas is unbelievable. They're unstoppable. Adam, can you can you educate real quick? What was the controversial take? I was waiting. You well, said that, you, that, you Buffalo, had that Buffalo's favored by one and a half or two, or let's see what we are. Yeah, yeah I'm right seeing two. Yeah. Right now it's two. Yeah. Um, I expected to really like Buffalo. As I was watching, the, the it was the first half of the Kansas City game. I was like, I'm looking forward to this game against Dallas. I want to take Buffalo. I was expecting to see Pickham, maybe Dallas minus one as a line. And I thought that this, quite frankly, opened right. I thought that it, it became the right opener. I think we're sitting at the right price now. And so there, there's really not much of an opinion. Uh, if we're going to go kind of like controversy or push a take, I thought the way that the Buffalo Bills finished the second half yeah. against the Kansas City Chiefs was among the most disappointing halves of football we've seen from any team all season long. I know they got the win, mm -hmm. but the way that they finished that left sort of zero optimism or zero confidence for what the offense can do going forward. I think that's going to be a problem. But it, if that played out a different way, boy, I sure would have would have really liked to see Buffalo. But that was off the bye. You have to remember, yeah. too, and they just did nothing to finish. We, if, if McDermott really screwed up that final drive in the red zone there with the clock and, and some of the passing versus running and forcing KC to use timeouts. It's weird. Again, if KC wins that game, I don't even know if McDermott's still, still coaching. I don't know if they'd fire him midseason, but admit it, he was awful there down the stretch on the, on the play calls. He, he, he was awful. Um, a lot, I think, has the finger pointed at Joe Brady, but I don't know if that is from McDermott himself or if that's... I, I don't know. Like, you have James Cook having a great game and he's getting 50% of snaps. You have Diggs just disappearing from games on a weekly basis. I don't know what I don't know what they're doing. And it's frustrating because there's so much talent out there. But what do you what are you getting from them on a week to week basis? It's it's really hard to figure out. But um that was that was bad in the second half. Sub 40% success rate. That's really, really bad. Um a week ago before the Dallas game, uh, I'm sorry, before the Chiefs game. We were saying, listen, if you want to buy some Bills stock, now's the time to do it. Oh, yeah. You know, next week, they got the Cowboys. Uh, the, the lines have shrunk for them to win the AFC East. It helped a lot that the Dolphins totally collapsed against the Titans. Dolphins' schedule is brutal. Um, 
are you buying the Bills as like a legit Super Bowl? I think I saw them at like plus 700 to win the AFC, was it? Or um, something in that 625, somewhere in that neighborhood um, earlier today. Uh, what, can, can the Buffalo Bills pull it off and like, you know, with uh, no home field advantage, there'll be a wild card team likely. Can they go ahead and run the table, get to the Super Bowl? Uh, bad, bad answer from my part as a guest. The answer is no, you can't do it this week at this price, but the answer is yes, I think they can do it. I think it's just priced correctly. As you mentioned last week, completely different answer. You're saying, yes, take everything that you can. Now this week, it's it's been adjusted. I mean, these prices have been slashed for Super Bowl, for AFC, for playoffs. Yes, no, it's all come in. So it's priced right. But to your point, yes, I think that they can make a run. Um, this game is going to dictate whether or not they have a chance to really be in that picture. But Everyone ahead of them and everybody around them is dealing with quarterback injuries, quarterback uncertainty. There's massive flaws with arguably every single AFC team that's a playoff contender at the moment. And this is going to be a Bills team that, I mean, maybe if you're at Baltimore, depending on how this shakes out, you're probably seeing them three and a half point underdogs, maybe. But everybody mm -hmm. else, I mean, we just saw them in KC take money on game day at less than a field goal. Who They're going to be favored against a handful of these other teams as well, whether that's in the first or second round. And so I, they're the one team that no team in the AFC wants to get the wild card round or the first round of the playoffs. I mean, that's a, a scary proposition if they are able to get in. Yeah, I mean, you when you look at the standings, it's like currently Miami's two, and I think it's Pittsburgh seven. Um, or, or maybe it's... Uh... I think Cleveland, uh, Cleveland, Indianapolis, and Pittsburgh are like five, six, seven in some kind of order. Are, are we looking at all of those guys as a touchdown dog in the opening round? I mean, we're talking about you know Gardner Minshew on the road in the playoffs so, against Buffalo or against anybody. I mean, against anybody, I would say against anybody. So right now, if we just looked at just market ratings based on how lines have closed for the fourteen weeks so far this season. Uh, the Bills are number three in market ratings. That's equal to Miami, five points better than an average team. But if you go down to some of these other teams, the Browns, two and a half points worse than an average team. The Whoa. Colts, two and, two and a half points worse. The Texans, two and a half points worse, right? Like you're right on. The Broncos, a point and a half worse. All of these teams, for the most part, rated below average. I didn't even mention the Steelers, a point and a half worse themselves. And so you're you're spot on in saying that like you're going to see a lot of these teams against the top in the AFC, whether it's Kansas City, Miami, or Baltimore, uh, as really hefty underdogs on the road. Uh, let's go to the Broncos. You mentioned them. The line against Detroit's kind of been pinging around. I think I saw four, four and a half, five, five and a half. Now it looks like it's four and a half. Um, I don't. What do you make of this Detroit defense? It seems abysmal. I don't see them stopping Russell Wilson and Sean Payton, even though. They stopped themselves more than anything the last couple of weeks. I think the Lions defense for the better part of the last two months has been probably the most overrated defense in the NFL. Mm. It's really been adjusted down quite a bit, though. If you look at a lot of like aggregate rankings, the Lions defensively are somewhere between 27 and 31. So this was a unit that was like high teens, 11, 12, 13 for the majority of the first half of the season. And it was like, there's no way that they can play to that level. Right. And so there's really not a lot further that they can be downgraded. And a lot of that is kind of priced into the market at this point. I actually think that this is the first week, I'm going to say in about two months, that we have seen a fair price to bet the Detroit Lions. I mean, this team has been inflated forever this season. And it was really that Chicago game last week can even go to the Chicago game three weeks ago where there was a lot of late-week money coming in against the Lions. And so it happened in both of the Chicago games. Last week was kind of, I think, the floor for the Lions. And so now it's Goff going back home. He's indoors. This is a team that's going to be able to run a ton on the Denver Broncos who just concede yardage to every different offense they face weekly uh, on the ground. And so I think it's a really comfortable Lions offensive output to your point, I do think the Broncos will have success moving the football. I don't think they can match the Lions' output, though. Um, yeah. So for me, the Lions here, minus four and a half is an easy decision.
Easy. Wow. Okay. So Lions have struggled to stop the running quarterback. Justin Fields killed him twice. So I don't know if Russell Wilson qualifies as a running quarterback anymore, but I did look at his rushing numbers and you know, the last, uh, what, like five games he's rushing Sneaky. way more. And it's almost like, listen, we don't want him to make mistakes. Don't throw interceptions. Just tuck and run. I feel like that's probably going to be open in Detroit a lot here. And for me, the question becomes, you know, can Denver get stops against Detroit? Um, Goff has had some wacky starts lately, man. Like just falling into big holes against Green Bay, Chicago. I, I don't know what to make of this team. So Wilson's going to have one of those sneaky, frustrating games to bet against where he gets the long third down conversion with his legs or he sneaks yep. out of the pocket, kind of reminiscent of what he did with Seattle for so many years that was just painful to bet against. But it's not it's not Justin Fields-esque no. where it completely changes the game. The first game against the Lions, Fields runs for over 100 yards. He had like 18 carries. Like, it was silly. Wilson's not going to do that. Broncos right now, offensively, it's Sean Payton trying to be super conservative, not make mistakes, reduce the variance, and then he's very selective with the shots that he takes downfield. He's either taking the sure thing, getting the underneath throw, targeting running backs, keeping it very easy and conservative, or he's going for the big play downfield. And yeah. what's really happened the last couple of weeks is it's been too late when he switched to try to take those shots. And I really think that the Lions get out and start leading. And a lot of the Broncos' offensive success will be chasing and trying to keep up. But I, I just don't see Denver being able to go a full four quarters trying to keep up with the Lions in this game. So um, as as overrated as I think the Lions' defense has been, I, I really think it's a fair price here for Detroit. Okay. I like them at four and a half. The other Saturday games aren't great, but... I do think I'd like Minnesota, but it looks like the three and a halfs might be gone in Cincinnati. Um, this is Nick Mullins, the immortal Nick Mullins from his Kyle Shanahan days. And uh, Flores is doing a great job defensively. Uh, meanwhile, Jake Browning, all of a sudden, remember the first game he came against Pittsburgh? He was abysmal. Pittsburgh, yep. And it's like, oh, we'll just fade him the rest of the year. And then he comes out and slays against Jacksonville. Um, Flores versus Browning feels like a mismatch, huh? What Brian Flores has been able to do is pretty incredible. Like he came out the first four weeks of the season, had a blitz rate percentage that has never been seen before in the NFL. It was 60%. It was wow. crazy. And now week to week, he is going with so many different multiple game plans, reducing the blitz rate to 10, 15% one week, going back up to 60% the next week. The formation and personnel that he's deploying is really, really unique. And so a huge surprise to me is how great Flores has been with his defensive play calling. I think if there's something that I could kind of point out here in terms of how these two teams are sort of looked at and rated, the Bengals offense with Burrow was rated top six offensively. And when Browning came in, they dropped down to about 26th. So it was a massive change, right, for someone like Joe Burrow going out. I think we're realizing now that, first of all, Browning is not nearly as bad as we thought that he was, albeit facing two very soft defenses the last two weeks in these breakout spots. But it also shows what happens when you have a backup quarterback surrounded by really good playmakers, what what could potentially occur. And so I, I don't think that Browning elevates the Bengals, say, to a offensive rating of like 14th or 15th. But I do think he's much better than the floor that he has been at. And so let's see if these screen passes and these short throws can be timed up well enough by Cincinnati to take advantage of the aggressive Vikings defense, or if we finally see Browning, who's just been really short and conservative with all his yeah. throws, really be tested and start to try push the ball downfield. Cause we just haven't seen him do that in his three starts. If there's a lot of pressure up front, we might actually see him throwing a little bit deeper here. So uh, an interesting gauge on Cincinnati and what Browning will be the rest of the season. Uh, now, I said I like Minnesota, but usually, Adam, the very last thing I look at is DVOA special teams. And last week, I forgot to look at it for Ravens-Rams. And, of course, Rams are dead last in the league. What happens? They give up a, a freak punt return where there was a clip on the play, and it was a backup punt returner who I – I think that was his first career punt return, maybe his second. Um, and, of course, that's like a big one. I just looked at special teams. Minnesota 30th. Okay? Um Let's see where uh, Cincinnati is. Cincinnati. Well, you're calling it now. I, I don't know anything about the special teams DVOA. So if, if you're calling for a Bengals punt return, I, I'm impressed. 
Well, I don't know about that. I, I'm talking like a missed extra point and at three, three and a half, like field goals, extra points. That's the kind of stuff that's killed me, dude, all season. Now, I did get lucky with Browns-Jags last week, but I don't know. Do you factor a DVOA special teams, any of that in? Not special teams, no. I, I really don't know much about that. Um, I will say for the first for the first two months or so of the season, uh, I think offensive and defensive DVOA is interesting to look at mm-hmm. just because teams change so much. And so it's a team might get upgraded 12 or 13 spots. And... And that'll make its way into the betting market in some shape or fashion. And so I like to look at that. But now that we're at the end of the season, everything's kind of settled into place. And so it's more so just trying to see kind of scheduling quirks or overperformance against certain units recently that have been over or underperforming. Um, But yeah, no, I I don't know much about the special team stuff, but. Uh, I'll leave that one to you. I think you just no, called the Bengals punt return. I, it, listen, if that happens, I I demand a shout out. Um, uh, It'll know, somewhere, happen somewhere. Uh, who's the uh, returner? Trent Irwin or who's? I don't even know who's taking wow, kicks look back at you. to the Bengals. I'm more, at this I'm more point. concerned about the kickers, man. These some of these <laughs> NFL kickers are killing. I mean, Moody killed me. Uh, money line parlays in Cleveland. Anyways, uh, let's go to Forty Niners. Vikings go. very sharp professional money at four and four and a half from people that I know and respect quite highly. So that's mm. that's working in your favor there. Okay. All right. All right. I'll take it. Um, I, I want to know who's betting the Arizona Cardinals against the Niners. Why, why is this line moved down a little bit? Um, I know Niners aren't really playing for covers at this point. It, it looks to me like they're probably going to consider, you know, fourth quarter, up three touchdowns. Hey, let's just rein it in. Let's pull the oars in. Let's hand off to Mason. Save the battle, uh, McCaffrey, for the postseason. We don't need Debo Hurt. Um, again, that's just pure speculation. Obviously, they want the number one seed, but they don't care about covering. And I watched that Arizona game. That was a huge sweat. Arizona dropped like two passes in the, I think in the end zone or near the end zone and San Fran covered last time. Double digit spread. Go ahead and tell me, stay away from it, but I can't quit the Niners, man. I don't, I don't have an opinion on this one personally. What I will say is I couldn't help but notice the Cardinals got bet and the Pats got bet. And those were against the Chiefs and Niners, obviously, who were laying pretty big numbers here on the road. I will say for the Niners specifically, they were kind of clunky against Seattle, I guess is the word that I would use. And so maybe not the most confidence-inspiring victory. And then you're seeing a number here that, I mean, at 13 and a half and 14, it was like visually inflated. There's a question of, it's like, yeah, can you back the Cardinals? But the, I, I could see that maybe there's justification here saying that this is a, a tough spot for San Francisco. Played last week at home in the division. Now they fly to Glendale. And they return next week at home for a huge game against the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. And so you could maybe say a bad performance out of Seattle, not so much confidence inspiring, big number that's inflated against the Cardinals out of the bye and with the Ravens on deck at home in a huge game. I, I could see the case being made for that, but um, I'll I'll pass on this one. Oh, that's really good. I, I had not looked to the next game yet. So then I have to ask you, who does Baltimore play? Oh, look, they played Jacksonville this week. So that's in the AFC. So I doubt they're overlooking Jacksonville. And if memory serves last year, Baltimore had a massive collapse against Jacksonville and lost. Um, maybe it was two years ago. But it do, does the same thing apply to Ravens-Jags as, hey, maybe this is a look-ahead spot. Baltimore-San Fran will be hyped as a Super Bowl match next week. Um, or does that not factor in at all to your handicap? Yeah, it certainly it certainly matters a little bit. Like, it's not an easy spot to go down to Florida for a late game and then go across the country the next week to San Francisco. I mean, mm-hmm. that's certainly it, – it's, it's a little bit of a tricky spot. The Ravens just came out of a weather game where they went into overtime against the Rams. You mentioned the punt return. And now this is potentially going to be another – heavy wind game so the Miami game is really impacted by wind there is a a forecast projection for this game where the wind is sort of easing up right around kickoff within Florida these games that can change a ton very very quickly and so if this is another game for the Ravens that's outdoors against the Jags uh, competing with them in the top of the AFC standings and you get some wind impact that's certainly going to matter in this game especially considering how the Ravens might want to target the Jags defense. So um, I'd say not only is the spot kind of coming into play, but you also have weather. You have the Ravens coming out of the OT game and the rain and the wind against the Rams. It's that's kind of a messy spot too for Baltimore. Yeah. I don't know. Were you more impressed with the Rams last week against Baltimore than, than actually the Ravens were? Cause I, their defense got shredded. I don't know how much the Kyle Hamilton injury mattered, but 
they just, for whatever reason, they're not as scary a team as when they were pulverizing like Detroit and Seattle. You know, they kind of sputter to beat the Bengals. They sputter to beat the Chargers. Like they didn't yep. look overly impressive, uh, like a Super Bowl kind of caliber team, did they? I, I have so much trouble with the Ravens week to week on a ratings basis. I think you're right. Like we've seen some dominant performances from them. Their defense was being compared to the unit in 2000 that was on the field that was shutting everybody down. And it was like Lamar's at MVP level and this offense. And then it's like they come out and they do what they did against the Rams, which in that those conditions, the Rams, an indoor dome team, Stafford, a history of struggling outdoors. He hasn't played in rain and wind since 2017. And all of a sudden they come out and Kyron Williams and Stafford look fine in those conditions against this vaunted Ravens defense. And so I've seen the Ravens rated like historically high week 10, 11, 12, you mentioned DVOA. They were right at the top. We saw some market ratings have them extremely high. Now they're lingering around sixth or seventh. And so it's it's been a considerable drop-off the last month and a half for Baltimore ratings-wise. Uh, but I just, I don't know. They're so hard to figure out what you're going to get on a week-to-week basis. And even when they, they have these fourth-quarter leads, they should be putting these teams away with how yeah. they play offensively. And that's been a struggle too. And so offensively without Andrews now it's like when is OBJ going to get put into the fold I don't know it's a it's a tough team to gauge week to week Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside and without the right home and auto insurance coverage the cost to repair this could eat up your savings so bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com Colin to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico, now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets and DraftKings isn't stopping there all customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October get in on the game day greatness download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code straight fire new customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL that's code straight fire only on DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL the crown is yours gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles 21 and up age varies by jurisdiction Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. 
every week I like a underdog money line long shot. And I mean, listen, I know you're a Jets guy. I, without question, it has to be the Jets. The Dolphins injury report that just popped today. A-Chan did not practice again. Tyreek Hill did not practice again. The offensive line is a mash unit right now. They lost the center. And we know Quinnen is going to just annihilate Eichenberg. Uh, Robert Hunt not practicing this week. Like, I, I, I know the Jets, we want to lose and improve our draft position. But, man, this would be a great spot for the Jets to go down to Miami and get the dub, no? Well, again, this is going to be a win game. This one for sure is going to be impacted by weather quite a bit. And what I don't know is how either team is going to move the football. Because the Jets have not been able to run on anybody all season long. And Miami's going to be able to contain whichever back has the ball in his hand. So I don't think Zach Wilson's coming out and having any success throwing if this wind is going to be 25, 30 miles per hour. It's just not happening. Oh. So so I don't know how the Jets are moving the football. But like you said, I think back, remember the Eagles game against the Dolphins? That was like a Sunday night football game earlier yeah. in the season. And and the Dolphins lost three offensive linemen in that game against a very good defensive front, and they could do nothing on the ground either. And and I kind of, with the way that the injuries are stacking up, like you mentioned, I don't know how they're going to run on this Jets defensive front. Uh, that's going to be tough for them to do as well. So I just I don't know where a lot of the offense comes from on either side. So you may be on to something with that, that Jets upset bid, but it's going to be a tough time for the yeah. Jets to find the end zone. So, again, I'm just trying to get in your head as to how you handicap a game like this. So, Dolphins, and you can't put a number on this. You can't quantify it. But Miami blows a 14-point lead in the final three minutes at home on Monday Night Football. Just shell-shocked. And they lose Tyreek and a bunch of other dudes. Yep. How do you how do you factor that in? Obviously, the total's plunging here. Maybe the wind is a factor. But this is 9.5 down to 8.5. Like, how do you look at that and say, well, there's no way Miami isn't going to be a little rattled and shaken. Uh, and then they start to look at the schedule and it's like, okay, jets, but then the final three games are as tough as anybody else in the league. And it's like, I don't know how you can, I mean, they smashed the jets last time. So they're probably thinking, okay, we'll get the win here. We're still fine. Position ourselves for the end. Like, I don't, I, it, that's just the kind of thing that's difficult to put into the handicap. Okay. Well, let's talk about that a bit then, because we can again, point to, Let's let's just point to the look ahead line. Came out last week. This was going to be Miami minus thirteen at oh. home was the expected point spread, right? Because we saw them in the first meeting on Black Friday, albeit against Tim Boyle. Yeah, that game closed Dolphins ten in New York, if I'm not mistaken. That yeah, was a double so. digit spread. So we kind of had like that starting point for where this price should be. The way that the Dolphins game ended, plus the injuries, plus the loss. Compared with Zach Wilson getting upgraded versus Boyle or Simeon or whoever else the Jets wanted to put out there, plus the win against Houston in dominating fashion, I adjusted this price quite a bit. I mean, 13 to eight and a half, nine is a significant move through the 10 off the 13. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that's a meaningful move and kind of reflects everything that we just talked about. Yep. And so now it's really a question of has this not gone far enough? And if you're making that case, I, I don't think anybody's looking at the Jets at seven. If that was the case, you'd certainly be betting Miami. And if this was 10 back the other way, you're probably betting New York. So you can say that, well, the price is kind of right Fair. here at this spot, which is mm -hmm. the same argument that can be made for so many games this time of season. But uh, it it's really been adjusted a lot in the span of four days based mm -hmm. on where we were before those games kicked off Sunday. Yeah, everything's baked into the line and and... One of the things that for the had, most part, for the had, most part, not yeah, all had, of them. Yeah, no, certainly had worked earlier in the season is teams that did cover versus teams that didn't cover. Right. And you just look at that as part of the handicap and it's like, okay, if I've got it, if it's a 50, 50 play, you know what? I'm going to go that way. Um, that adjusted mid season. And I have been off that, but this, this is another one. Jets cover last week. Dolphins do not in an Island game. Jets took down a, a Houston team that the public loved. And that's probably part of that five point move. Right. It definitely. And I would say one of the biggest things that I've learned uh, working with the guys at Red Angle Sports, who are all a team of pros that do this at, an, at the highest level there is, is that often injuries collectively are overvalued in the market. And so a lot of times this year, what I've seen discussed is the idea of getting sort of a discount with a team that's much better because injuries have moved the number 
too far. A good example of that this week, very likely going to be the Houston Texans tomorrow uh, if Stroud is ruled out and that goes to three and a half. I mean, that's that's a massive move in that game. But we're talking Jets-Dolphins. The question now is like, has this moved way too much? Because the market's always going to adjust. Betters are always going to want to back uh, based on what was seen last. And that was the Jets looking way better with Wilson running away. The Dolphins having a rash of injuries and then losing that game in ugly fashion against Tennessee. So you always get that adjustment. I find now that so many people are aware of this and talking about it. Mm -hmm. It often adjusts too far. And I wonder if that's the case with Miami. You remember how well the Jets played the Dolphins in two games last year? One was with Mike White. And I remember the other one was versus Teddy Bridgewater slash Skylar Thompson, maybe. I I think it was Thompson late. Yeah. Yeah. I think Bridgewater got like knocked out on a safety or something. But bottom line, the Jets defense really held Miami in check. Now, they didn't face Tua, obviously, but it's not like Tua lit them up earlier this year, right, in the Thanksgiving game. I don't know. I just, I, I feel like Salah against a guy he used to coach with, um, I, I I like Jets here, man. I'm probably going to do a little on the money line. I'm not asking you to. You you know, you got a different bankroll than I do. Um, <laughs> I'll leave you to any, it. Anything else to jump out at you as, like, uh, how the hell is Derek Carr favored by six? What's going on there? Saints an easy decision this week as well at six. I'll happily take that number and fade DeVito and the Giants. Um, really? That's, You'll take Carr and Allen as a heavy favorite? Uh, 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 Carr and Allen dinking and dunking their way against the Wink Martindale defense that blitzes like crazy. Ah, that's such a great matchup really? for the Saints and the offense. Um, I, I will say, so this has moved up from four and a half to six. Six would be like the ceiling for what I want to take here. Uh this we want you want to talk about teams being adjusted and getting extra respect they don't deserve off of wins. I don't know if there's a team that sort of classifies that better than than the Giants and Devito and what he's done the last three weeks against the horrible Commanders defense that doesn't stop anybody scraping by with 250 yards against the Pats and no drive more than 30 yards aside from one time and then we're just celebrating him like he's a great quarterback in the league because he beat a Joe Barry Packers defense that's widely regarded as one of the softest in the league. I mean, now he's on the road against the Saints. I have a Saints all day for me. That's interesting because DeVito crushed me. I mean, absolutely killed me the last two weeks. I had the Patriots and then I had the Packers. And both of those really stung, man, in the contest as well. I mean, it was just DeVito. First of all, is DeVito on an NFL roster next year, week one, or is he a practice squad guy? He's probably a backup. Maybe, huh? Probably a backup. So I mean, there's there's uh vacancies for backups everywhere. There are probably fits into that backup role and eventually finds his way out of the league, like like Dobbs potentially. But yeah, I I, I don't know. I think he's I think he'll be a backup quarterback next year. All right, two more concern level for the Eagles heading into Monday Night Football against the Seahawks. Um, we saw Seattle move the ball at will against Dallas. Um, this feels like a massive over. Uh, I know primetime unders had crushed until last week where I think they went 0-3. Um, any thoughts on Eagles, Seahawks? I'd say concern level moderate. Um, defensively, they've had so many key injuries all season long in the linebacker group as well as the secondary. It's a really bad defense. So I think we're not fully adjusted to just how bad this Eagles defense actually is. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's a big concern for sure. Offensively, uh, the absence of Dallas Goddard for four to five weeks against this really difficult run of opponents, it, that mattered a ton because without Goddard on the field, the Eagles just, they cannot match up well at all against any team that sits in like a cover two, two high shell look. He's their guy. They need to be able to exploit defenses that sit in that look because it wasn't happening with AJ Brown. Uh, he just, it, they were, they were doubling him. They were bracketing him. They take him away Sure, you have Smith as a nice number two, but there's nobody else that the Eagles have. And so they were kind of experimenting with different formations. It wasn't working out. Hertz was banged up and he couldn't run as well. So that threat was taken away. So it's 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 been a combo of a bad Eagles defense, a really difficult schedule, a couple key injuries, and that's really kind of changed the perception on the Eagles quite a bit. But uh, I, I'm much more concerned about the defense than I am the offense. Hmm. All right, I'll get you out of here on this one, uh, Adam. This is a little different than uh, a, ga- a, a game. Please but, do. Um, so the, uh, you're a thoughtful guy, and this Cam Maybe. Newton stuff, <laughs> this Cam Newton stuff, 
where he's out here calling uh, Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy game managers. I know ultimately who cares? Who cares what Cam Newton thinks? I get it. Fine. He was a quarterback, played at a high level. Um, I don't, I, I'm thinking back to Cam Newton because like after I got off the show, you know, I see LaShawn McCoy in the hallway. He's like, Jay, how could you go in on my guy Cam like that? And I, I'm just like dumbfounded. Like, wait, I, I what remember happens Cam when LaShawn McCoy confronts you? Is that like well, an we're, intimidating we're, spot to be in? No, no, we're friendly. We talk all, we text and stuff. He's a nice guy, but he's like passionate and like super chatty and stuff. So everybody says this about Cam. I loved him. He was a superstar. Adam, you watch a lot of football. This idea that Cam Newton was like, you know, success rate. You talk about that a lot. Like, I'm sure his success rate was not high. He was a human highlight reel. He would make splashy, awesome plays, and then, goodness gracious, can't complete a pass, turnover machine. Like, I didn't even realize he never had back-to-back -back winning seasons. The guy won, like, three playoff games. I just I, – you step away, be thoughtful about it. What do you make of this Cam Newton versus Dak Prescott stuff? Well, I don't even know what the, the Newton versus Prescott stuff is, so fill me in on that one. Well, and he what basically called – yeah, he basically called uh, Dak Prescott a game manager. And I'm like, I start looking at Dak and I look at his career and the numbers and completion percentage and uh, success rate and uh, yards per attempt and all that stuff. And it's like, holy cow, In at two with two years less than Cam Newton, Dak's had almost as good of a career outside of the MVP. And Dak is going to be in the league much longer than Cam was. 32 years old, Cam was out of the league. He's not a backup quarterback to anybody. I think he's just salty that like Tyrod Taylor's a backup and DeVito's out here and Joe Flacco's raking leaves one month and now he's like leading the Browns to the playoffs. Like my gut tells me Cam is just angry at the state of the NFL and all these bad backup quarterbacks and he thinks he should be in the league. Well, I, I can't remember exactly what the stat was, but uh, it, there was a big piece on rookie quarterback deals and like what percent make it through and then what percent get re-signed mm -hmm. and then what percent were still in the league. And Newton was one of the few that ended up getting that second extension. But perhaps if he was a better game manager, he would have made it longer in the league and he wouldn't have been dumped by the Patriots right away and then dumped by the Panthers in the second go around. And so um, I think his style and, and what he brought to the field was kind of the reason why that physicality ultimately kept him out of the league and, and made him not a viable option at QB where some of these other guys just sit and distribute the ball and avoid taking punishment and are able to last a little bit longer. Um, I, I wasn't expecting to have a Newton take on this, but in, in terms of Prescott and what he's doing with Dallas, I mean, the Cowboys for the better part of the duration of Prescott's career, you saw Dak Prescott hampered by, and sort of like an excessive need to get the ball to Ezekiel Elliott, which really limited what Prescott could do and when he was able to do it. I mean, the mm -hmm. debate for the better part of the first, I would say, four or five seasons of Prescott's career was, uh, why is he not being able to allow to throw the ball more? Why is he not being given the opportunity to throw more in first and second? We need less Zeke. Yes. We need more passing. And it was taking shots at Jason Garrett. Then it was mm -hmm. taking shots at Kellen Moore. It, it was never like taking shots at Dak for anything. And now this year, we're seeing Mike McCarthy really sense to buy, get out of the way and be like, throw it on first down, throw it on second down. The Cowboys pass rate versus expectation, one of the highest in the league. And it's the biggest adjustment since the buy midseason. And we're really now Dak's in the MVP discussion because he's being able to, to throw the football downfield and he's being able to throw on advantageous downs to do so. And so I, I think the same can apply for a lot of quarterbacks. Um, I, I don't know why that term is used in like a slanderous way. Yeah. People like, like the Purdy stuff to me is silly because yeah. he's making this terrific offensive system work and he's doing what's required. Like what more do you want him to be doing? I don't know why it's a knock on him to do that. And so I certainly wouldn't knock Prescott for doing that either. And I don't, I don't know if the Cam Newton stuff is even relevant to this. And perhaps I agree with you that he's just angry about it. Cause he's not in the league. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Like the, the big knock on Purdy, well, what would Brock Purdy be if he was in Jacksonville? Or but he's not he was, uh, exactly. But they, the <laughs> hypothetical, like sports fans get caught up in this. This is like a barroom discussion. It's like, well, Dak Prescott has way better weapons than Cam Newton had. Um, what would Trevor Lawrence do if he was in San Francisco? I mean, he, but he's not yeah, like you can do just, this all day. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of lowest common denominator stuff that people just chew up and um, trust me. It's you don't want any get anywhere near. This I game. wish here's one of my biggest like gripes 
as a person and now doing this for so long is that I, I really struggled to have like general topic sports discussions because I, I watch sports so differently because I'm forced to do it with football that I, I like, I miss out on these takes and these opinions. And then I see them on shows and you're on with Colin and everything you're doing and you have these takes and opinions and it opens up like this whole world where everybody seemingly has a take and it comes down to me. And I'm like, I, I mean, I'm I'm so far out to lunch with what I'm looking at and on a week to week basis and how that goes. I, just, I wish I had more passionate takes to contribute. Yeah, well, you got takes that just on gambling and, you know, they're, you know, one day good. The next day it's over on to the next one, you know, but anyways. It, it's exactly it. It's just it, all the all the takes live and die so quickly that it's kind of like, all right, you're moving on. Yeah. So Adam Chernoff, every, you got to listen to his daily podcast, Simple Handicap. Uh, he's at Right Angle Sports. Adam, continued success. Happy holidays and uh, go Jets. Likewise. Thanks very much for having me on, Jason. Yeah. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Great stuff from Adam Chernoff, Right Angle Sports. Uh, we broke down a lot of the game, so I'm not going to go too deep here on the best bets. But uh, again, if you look at the board, Cincinnati, favored by three, three and a half. Cleveland, favored by three, three and a half. Tennessee, three, three and a half. The line's been pinging back and forth on these all week. Atlanta, three. Green Bay, three and a half. Buffalo, two. Indy was two and a half. Pittsburgh money drives it down to one and a half. Baltimore, three at Jacksonville. Was three and a half. Philly, three, three and a half against Seattle. Again, we've talked about it a lot. Three and a half, usually a sign that they really like the favorite. Two and a half, a sign that they, and when I say they, I mean like the big money gamblers, the guys who come in with six figures, they like they would like the underdog if it's at two and a half. So my likely looks for the contest this week, and, I, you know, again, I'm not in the mix to win the damn thing. So uh, I don't mind revealing but it looks like I'm pretty much locked in. I like the Raiders. I think I like the Vikings getting points. Uh, Chernoff kind of talked me into Detroit. You know I like the Jets. I'm looking hard at the Chiefs. I don't understand what people are seeing on the Patriots. Like, they can't score. And do we not think the, that the Chiefs are getting to, like, 17, 21 points? I, I don't see that at all. Uh, Buffalo, for sure, for me, in the contest. I mean, I've been hyping it since Monday. I like Buffalo against Dallas. Uh, looking at the Bears... And, and that pretty much is it. Uh, you know, I, I can't make a case for San Fran. It's just, I, I don't think it's playable. It's just too big of a number, even though I do like the, the 49ers a lot. So um, that's week 15. It's getting, what do they say? It's getting late early. I mean, week 15. Now, I do hear a lot of guys are like, you know, Boy, that Chargers Raiders game was terrible, but trust me, come April, you'll be you'll be begging for a Chargers Raiders blowout. And I'm like, Actually, I won't. April's like warm weather. I Listen, I love football as much as the next guy. I greatly enjoy the football season, but we get to week 15. There's a lot of bad football. I don't want to be 
chained to a computer chair watching all the games. I love it, but it is a job. I mean, the podcast has to deliver. I got to go on TV and talk about it. But honestly, no, I don't want to watch blowout games. I would much rather be playing volleyball on the beach, outside, doing anything but sitting at home watching crap football. And listen, Saturday's games. I mean, listen, I, there's some bad quarterback play Saturday. I, I'm not sitting at home all day pining for that riveting um, Mitch Trubisky, Gardner Minshew battle of the backups. Like, I, I just don't understand who's stoked about that. Uh, Nick Mullins, I'm kind of interested to see what he can do, but Nick Mullins, Jake Browning? You got like a four-stringer against a backup. Now, Denver-Detroit's actually good. You got real starting quarterbacks. Um, but in reality, it's just like the bad quarterback. The 1 p.m. slate on Sunday is disgusting, other than Jets and moderate interest in um, Bears-Browns. But like, who wants to... Do I want to see Davis Mills if he's up in place of uh, Stroud? I, I cannot stand DeVito. Atlanta-Carolina. I don't know if you guys saw this. I posted it on my Instagram. Atlanta, Carolina, you can buy tickets online to this game in Carolina for 45 cents for a ticket to a football game. I mean, I guess they're looking at like not even cracking 10,000. I don't know. But 45 cents for a ticket to a football game, that's embarrassing. Um, I guess that's kind of a sign. Bryce Young's not great. Uh, And in reality, like Washington Rams could be interesting, but even the 1 p.m. games, two of them stink, and then it's Dallas-Buffalo, and then the night game's good. So NFL doing a decent job, I guess, of highlighting the few good games on the schedule. And, and you know, we do get a, a pretty good game Monday, Philadelphia-Seattle. I just, the, when it's bad teams meeting, it's just, it's not exciting. Anyways, that is the week in the books. Hope you guys enjoyed the pod. Remember, subscribe, rate, and review. Back on Monday. Talk to you then. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Fire the grill and fire up the party. Get the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. Go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees. It's got a full grate sear zone so you can put more food on the flame. Food will look as good as it tastes. This grill is hot in 15 minutes and cleanup is easy. You can also add a heavy-duty rotisserie or rust-resistant griddle insert to up your game. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.